Welcome to Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life. Your host is Ellen Morano. Today, along with her guest experts and co-hosts, Ellen will help contribute to your better life. This is done through the art and science of being happy. You can attract whatever you want in your life by having the right energy. By clearing your energy body, you help your physical body to better health. You'll learn breathing techniques, self-healing, meditation, and learn exercises that you can use today to help your own path to a better life. Now, here is Ellen Morano. Welcome to our eighth episode. Imagine eighth episode. It gets so exciting every Thursday. First and foremost, I would like to thank my heartful, um, I give my heartful thanks to my teacher, Master Choa Koksui, for these simple but powerful tools that we can use every day of our life. And to his disciple, Master Ko, for his great work and a great example for his students. And thank you for your support on this show. And... Just a recap from the last episodes. Have any one of you tried any of the exercises, meditation and tools and techniques shared from the previous shows? By the way, all the shows are now available using the same link. So keep reviewing, taking notes and practice it. So regarding practice and learning, the teacher said, the author, Master Chua Koksui, we use intelligent evaluation. You are not obligated to believe everything that is taught. We encourage you to analyze the information shared, perform experiments, and make your own conclusion. So let's give it a try. So let's welcome Kim Fantini from Illinois. She is a licensed massage therapist, and she will share her story, how pranic healing has helped her. She also is a certified pranic healing instructor, and she has a wellness center at Still Point. It's called Still Point Wellness Center in Illinois. So if you want to get in touch with her, she has her information in this uh, page. Welcome, Kim. Thank you, Ellen. It's good to be here with you. Thank you. So can you share your story about how your work has affected you physically or even emotionally as a massage therapist? Yes, as a massage therapist, um, energy is really important because in massage, you are the person that is there uh, helping someone's body, trying to relax, trying to get muscles back to where they're in good health. And so, uh, you know, you're, you're a person there that's facilitating uh, healing and wellness for someone else. So energy is really important that you have good energy uh, that you're basically sharing uh, and transferring uh, to someone else who's coming in. So, um, you know, energy, especially pranic healing and the different uh, meditations, techniques, and things that are there for self-healing and healing hygiene have just been crucial uh, for me um, in massage therapy, as well as early on in my years, because um, I have been in a healing profession now, Ellen, for 40 years. Wow, 40 years. Up yeah, to what year did you college. feel? 
<laughs> wow. What wow. year? Up to what year did you feel that there's something that needs to be addressed? Well, um, this was probably back in the uh, early 1990s. Uh, that's when I became aware of it. Let's say that I was working as a physical uh, licensed physical therapist assistant in an outpatient clinic, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I worked a lot with chronic pain patients, uh, helping them um, move through uh, some of their difficult illnesses and getting them back to rehab. However, what I found over a period of of doing outpatient uh, therapy, especially with chronic pain patients, was I was beginning to notice that my own physical body um, was starting to take a toll. Uh, I still had two children at home that were in their early teens, um, and I noticed that when I came home, I was drained. I didn't have much energy for my family. And also, I began to take on some other physical um, problems myself. So I began to think, okay, you know, something's, something's not right here. My body's starting to take a toll, as many health professionals find in their profession. Mm-hmm. You'll notice that nurses and different ones that are working with uh, either acute or chronic uh, patients have a tendency to get what we call burnout. Um, Their bodies either start hurting themselves or they just notice that their energy is drained. So what happened was I was on a mailing list for um, a different technique that I was using in the clinic to help people. And because I was on that mailing list, I actually received a brochure uh, that had this uh, person on the front of it whose name was uh, Master Co. And mm-hmm. it said, um, Pranic Healing. And I opened it up, and one of the phrases in there just lightened me up. I mean, it just, wow. It said, learn not to become drained uh, while helping to heal others or uh, making other people feel better. And I thought, wow, this is what I need. What am I missing? Because I was becoming so drained. So um, that's what happened. That's when I realized that this was the missing link for me. And I began to pursue uh, what pranic healing was. So regarding your experience, yeah, I met different nurses, doctors, and even masseuse, you know. They even develop some anxiety. So this could be from their patients, right? Exactly. You know, anytime you are working with other people in any environment, uh, you know that there is an exchange of energy. So especially when you're working with people whose bodies are going through a process of some type of ailment um, that they're healing from, um, there can be that exchange of energy through touch. And mm-hmm. this was, ex- you know, especially what I was experiencing through my hands because as uh, working in physical therapy or massage, my hands were on the body. And so what I realized uh, through the teachings of Master Choa, I was actually absorbing part of, you know, what was going on with their physical body through my hands and even into my own body especially when you're working with, you know, six, seven 
maybe even up to 10 patients a day. Um, and I thought, wow, this is what's happening. I'm actually absorbing part of their energy into my own energy field, and this is starting to cause um, problems within my own physical body. Yeah, I, you know, in pranic healing, we believe that the physical body and the energy body is interpenetrated. So the fact that you are in close proximity with your patient and even touching them, so the absorption could be could be a, as easy as like you take everything they have, right? Exactly. And, you know, if you've worked with people that are in what we call a healing crisis, or that they're in really, uh, you know, severe pain or um, have had pain for a long period of time, most of them come in with depression. Um, They come in with low energy. So there's many other components besides just the physical that you're dealing with. You know, it's all made up together, that mental, emotional, and physical uh, component when you're working with someone trying to uh, help them feel better. And so you're not only taking on that physical, um, what is that person coming in with, you know, that they're carrying emotionally or mentally? So there's many levels to it. Wow. So how did you find uh, pranic healing beneficial to what you do? It was, it was just a gift from God is all I can say. Um, because when we took our first class, there was two other therapists that we went up to Chicago to take the first pranic healing workshop. It was in the first few hours that we just had this aha look on our face because we began to understand what was going on, you know, how, um, energy worked when you were trying to help other people what we call energy links or connections that we form mm-hmm. uh, as facilitators. And so it was, it was immediate. I just realized that, oh, my goodness, the things that I'm learning, this is the answer. Because, as I said, I've been in this profession now for almost 40 years. There is no way, Ellen, I could have maintained the level of uh, work that I'm doing uh, for 40 years without pranic healing and still have a healthy, happy uh, life and uh, be able to do all the things that I do. Yeah, you're right. 40 years. I met some masseuse in healing clinics. They were just practicing for three, five years and they got burned out. So once they experienced the cleansing, even the cleansing itself, they look so vibrant and just they cannot wait for the next class as if like teach me now. So what? Oh. how about the environment? Like the working environment when you're in the hospital, that affects well, you, right? Yeah. And one of the things you have to realize, I mean, we're so grateful to have modern medicine. First, I want to point that out. Yes. Um, I am very grateful for all the strides that modern medicine has made, and I'm grateful for all those people every day working in those hospitals and those clinics. Um, Those are people who are dedicated uh, to serving others and helping them, and so uh, just a big gratitude out there to all of them. 
But you have to realize that a hospital is full of sick people, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So you can imagine the energy that accumulates in a hospital. So over the period of time, these hospitals are, like I said, there's people in there that are sick. There's a lot of that energy uh, that's in those spaces. So when you work in those environments and realize some of the schedules that our health professionals are working now, they're working 10 to 12 or more hours a day in these settings. Mm -hmm. And so this energy that is in these spaces are accumulating um, and being, they're absorbing it. On some level, their energy bodies and their physical bodies are going to absorb this energy. And some people will say, oh, I don't know if I really think, you know, that could be. But think about it. Think about how sensitive we are. Like, has anyone of your listeners ever walked into, let's say, some place and just realized once they got into this place that something didn't feel right? In other words, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if I want to be here or not, or this doesn't, this doesn't feel good to me. Mm-hmm. That type of feeling that you're sensing at that time is your energy body giving you the sense that, okay, the energy here is not good. So yeah. your energy body, even on a physical level, whether you're sensing it maybe or not, is still absorbing energy. So these clinics... And these hospitals, that accumulation of the energy in there will eventually begin to be absorbed by those health professionals and personnel that are working in these environments. Yeah. Sometimes we have the introduction classes and, you know, you see, you look at people's participants' faces like, how can that be, you know? But I think I tell them, Imagine you're in a dirty pool. If you physically see it's a dirty pool, you don't want to get in, right? But since right. it's a dirty pool, well, you just enjoy it because you didn't feel it. But if you physically see it's dirty, like a dirty pool, you would really maybe run away from it. But because it's just environment, energy, people has to be more educated or maybe they have to feel Sometimes people wait until they get to the end, until they seek help, right? Right. And, you know, it's interesting. Um, I work on a lot of health professionals. Some of my colleagues that I used to work at the hospital with years ago now come to me for healing. Wow. And they do it on a regular basis because they know how essential it is to their well-being. And they have realized that without it, life would be very different. But you see a lot of people, I'll notice when I visit the sick uh, and I go into the hospital, I look at some of the personnel staff that's there and you'll see that their bodies are kind of weighed down. Um, I I say to students in my classes, uh, it's kind of like wearing a backpack around that Mm -hmm. weighs about 30 pounds. You can tell by their body language that they're just heavy. You know, the look on their faces, uh, that heaviness that they have around them. Uh What they may not realize is, is that's the energy. That's the energy in those environments. 
um, that are basically accumulating in the aura and can many times physically and emotionally weigh down because, again, a lot of your health professionals, and I will say probably most of them, are very generous and big-hearted people, and that's why they're in that profession. And Mm -hmm. so they're not only there physically working, but they're also, they form emotional attachments with people. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that also, when you see people who are suffering, can also weigh the aura down as well. Yes. So you're really a good example, just even on your colleagues or the health professionals you've worked before, they saw you as a great example of how this really works. Like being a masseuse for 40 years, that's incredible. (laughs) And being healthy and happy, I know how vibrant you are. (laughs) Anyway, so on our next break, we, I would like to ask you about the like attract likes energy. Like if the person is already drained and then they go to a very dirty environment, maybe you can explain further when we get back. I sure will. Thank you. Okay. So let's have a short break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Step by step, you made it through the journey of pregnancy. Now your baby is in your arms and you're on the cusp of a new journey. Breastfeeding. As a new parent, you receive a lot of advice. Much of it conflicting. Some of it outdated. Tune into Born to be Breastfed with host Marie Biancuzo. To bust through the myths about feeding your baby, Marie and her guests will help you figure out what you can expect and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. You probably don't spend too much time talking about that place down there. Why not? There's now a show where that's mostly what we talk about and so much more. It's the Womb Happy Hour with host Lorraine Giordano. It's all about your body and the magical power you possess. Guys, you might want to tune in too. There's no reason to be squeamish. Listen for the Womb Happy Hour, broadcasting live every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to Ellen at pranichealing.com. Now, back to Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life. Here again is Ellen Morano. Yes, we're back with Kim. So, Kim, um, I saw in the book about like energy attract like energy. So, some health professionals, maybe they just find it like they have just stress energy at home, dealing with so many things that they're down, and going to that environment could trigger something, right? Or they carry more. Most definitely, most definitely. Also, um, the other way around there, Ellen, is as they're working in these environments, um, they can be bringing that energy back into their home life as well. So um, when like attracts like, um, I mean, one of the amazing things about Grandmaster Toa and the teachings is he was able to relate energy to the laws of physics uh, and really give you a science behind it as well. So when we say like attracts like, um, you know, that's part of that science. It's, for instance, people that are happy like to be around people that are happy. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, people who play golf like to be with people who play golf. Mm -hmm. Uh, People who are depressed have a tendency to want to be around people, other people who are depressed. Yes. Um, But when you have that energy at work uh, and you carry it, you're bringing it back home into your home life. Whereas also, if you have stress energies a lot at home, uh, that's where you have people bringing it into their work as well. So it's just a, it's an accumulation, if you will, of these energies that just continue to uh, weigh you down. And um, you have to begin to think about how do I change that dynamic as a person that is trying to facilitate healing for others and create a a good home environment, how do Mm -hmm. I switch that? Um, One of the other aspects of that is also is that in most of your healing professions, It's based on what we call the battery approach. So Mm -hmm. the healer or the person that is um, the nurse or or whoever is the person giving the caregiving is is many times what we call like a battery. So they're constantly giving energy to other people, their energy to other people. And as we know, batteries can become drained uh, if they're not recharged. And so um, you notice that when you get home, you don't have any energy left because all day 
you have been giving your energy to these other people. And again, that's related to the laws of physics. Energy flows from high to low. So if you have this higher energy or giving energy, what's going to happen when you're around other people who are ill or have lower energy, your energy is going to drain down to them. Energy transfers from high to low. But if you're not recharging, then guess what? Then both batteries are going to be low. And that's even going to affect the healing. That's going to affect your care as a health professional if you don't feel like you emotionally, mentally, or physically have anything to give your patient. Yeah, that's that battery approach really is the good explanation for some people. They have some feedback like um, they visited their uh, grandma, grandpa, and then they don't feel like going back soon because they feel drained. So they didn't understand that they're the batteries of these exactly. uh, older people. Yeah. So exactly. during and the that's time... what happened. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I was just going to say, that's what happened to me when I was working in that outpatient clinic because I was doing a lot of techniques that were hands-on. They were good yes. techniques, and I'm so grateful for the training I had for these wonderful techniques to help people. But mm-hmm. I didn't realize that I was giving my energy instead of energy that is available to us through other resources, which is, you know, the environment, the uh, air, all of these good things that we can draw energy in from, our good foods, uh, exercise, all these things that will will give us more uh, prana or recharge our battery. Mm. Also, if you're so good with what you do... I mean, we learn about cords. There are cords. And, you know, even though after your work, they just can't stop thinking about you. They need more you, more of your time than you have given them already. So how does that cord affect health professionals? Well, it's interesting you should say that because one of the things I realized after taking the first level of pranic healing was in physical therapy, uh, we give what we call exercise programs a lot, home exercise programs. Mm -hmm. And so while they're in the clinic, we're instructing them uh, in these home exercise programs. Coincidentally, a lot of the patients would go home and perform their home exercise program saying, okay, Kim said to do 10 of these and (laughs) do it this way or do it that way. Yeah. Well, you're laughing because it's true. What I wasn't realizing was is that they were continuing to connect to me and drain my energy even after they left the clinic and went home until I saw them the next time. Yes. So what what happens, we form these energy links with people. And if they continue to basically draw our energy, and it's not like they have a... It's still, it's not like it's a negative thing for them, like they're trying to draw your energy, um, what should I say? Um, it's not on purpose, in other words. But yeah. they, were, they were trying to do what you asked them to do. So these cords that happen through that connection, if you don't release them or disconnect them, 
those people can continue to draw your energy even when you're not there. You know, you have a favorite nurse or you have a favorite doctor or someone. Um, you, if you can't wait till that nurse comes back on duty again and you're thinking about her all the time, that patient's drawing that nurse's energy. Yes. So she could become even more drained when she gets home. So there's a technique that is in um, the uh, teachings of Master Choa, and you can find it in the Miracles of Pranic Healing book, or another great book for health professionals is Master Stephen Coe uh, and Aaron, Dr. Eric Robbins' book, Your Hands Can Heal You. Mm-hmm. And in that book, it teaches you the technique of how to cut the cord or release what we call that um, link, that healing link that you form with that patient or person. So it's just very simple. You just imagine that between the two of you, you have like um, an electrical cord or some type of connection uh, Mm -hmm. between the two of you. And you simply take your hand like a sword or a knife and you just say, cut, cut, cut. You just release that link. And this is one of the techniques that we like to teach people who are nurses or doctors or any health professionals is the moment you walk out of a room and you're going to that next patient's room, you cut the cord with that person mm-hmm. so that you're not having like 10, 12, 15 different cords linked to you within one day. Can you imagine? Wow. Yes. So another question. Pulling your energy. I know. So, so but. So just after, be, after you walk be, out of the room, cut the cord. That's great. Yeah. Can you imagine like a plant with so many stick just to get the, the plant stand like a support, but the cords is draining you. But Kim, they might ask like, what if I cut the cord? They might not come back to me, you know, the clients, the patients. <laughs> so well, how is it beneficial to both? Pardon me? How is the cord cutting beneficial to both the patient and the uh, health professional? It's beneficial because you can, as a health professional, actually, if you worry about your patient or if, like, say for me, if I was so concerned that my patient was doing their exercises or following up with this or did they do this or do that, I can actually drain the healing energy that was given in a session. So by Mm -hmm. disconnecting that cord between the two of you, it allows your patient to, you know, to absorb all of the wonderful healing that you gave them so that they're not drained from you worrying about them. And then you're not drained from them trying to still pull your energy. So it's beneficial for both of them. Um, So um, you're not, you're not disconnecting good cords. I want to, Make sure I emphasize that when yes. we release that healer's link, it's just that cord that you were giving as uh, you were um, working with them, uh, trying to help them. It's not like you're cutting uh, good cords of friendship or with other people. We call them uh, a negative cord, but in really reality, this is just the link that you form uh, during uh when you're serving or giving energy to someone. Yeah. I also read in the book that good cords cannot really be disconnected because it's a love cord. There you go. They're so strong and they're so big. 
And that's what's really cool in uh, the classes. I always like to see the students' faces when we can actually do some of these experiments, Ellen, is yeah. have them scan a cord between someone that they really love and all this, friends or whoever, and they realize how strong they are, you know, yeah. and how powerful they are. Um, because love is power. Love is strong. Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember there was in one of the class, we talk about cutting cords. So one of the students said, what if they don't come back to me, then I will lose patients or clients. So we, you know, we explained the same, as you said, that it's beneficial for both of them. And, you know, the patient or client may be more happier because they were able to uh, the energy was able to work on them in the proper in the proper phase or at the proper yeah. time. Yeah. Um, okay. Can one you? Okay. Things, well, one of the other kind of benefits I would like, or techniques I'd like to give health professionals, okay. um, you just have to be realistic. Many times in this profession, you will encounter difficult patients. I mean, they exist. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I know, and you know, it's just it just is as they say. So, one of the techniques that they can use when working with a difficult person, let's say you're having some type of exchange um, with them, uh, they can cross their arms across their body. We call it closing the aura. Mm-hmm. So, by crossing your arms, it actually tightens the aura down and doesn't allow a lot of that negativity from the patient to come into your energy. Uh, you can also cross the legs. If, it, if you're not able to cross your arms, just cross the lower legs, so one over the other. That mm-hmm. also will help strengthen the aura to prevent a lot of uh, negative energy coming in. So these are simple techniques that you can do even when you encounter someone that is being unpleasant to you in any way is just by crossing your arms, uh, your legs, or crossing the arms and legs at the same time. We call Mm -hmm. it closing the aura. Yeah. So in the workplace, what do you suggest? So aside from those techniques, I mean, we talk about more techniques after the next break, but what can they do in their workplace to clean the environment? In the workplace, it, it really depends on, of course, uh, you know, where you work and what kind of uh, restraints you might have in a, mm-hmm. in a facility or a building. Uh, there are a lot of fire laws now. We burn incense at our clinic because we can. Uh, uh-huh. We're allowed to do that. But in some of these places, you're not able to burn candles or, or incense, so that's not possible. Because mm-hmm. incense does have cleansing property to it. Um, yeah. Many of your um, incenses, such as frankincense or sandalwood, sage, even lavender, have a cleansing on that energy that accumulates uh, from people who are sick, uh, either physically or emotionally. So if, you, mm-hmm. if you're able to burn incense uh, in a space, that's very beneficial at night after everybody leaves. A simple technique is to, um, you can download it on iTunes, actually, is Master Choa's uh, Divine Om. Mm-hmm. Om, uh, the audible sound uh, uh, chanting of Om, 
has a cleansing effect of bringing in a divine energy that will clean uh, what we call etherically, clean the dirty energy in a space, especially emotional energy. Uh, Mm -hmm. Play that at night after everybody leaves. Just put it on until the next morning. Um, That's what we do. We also play the OM in our space to help clean it. Um, Mm -hmm. Possibly, if you have leeway, you could put a salt bowl in a room. Uh, Just stick it underneath a table or in a corner um, Mm -hmm. and just invoke that dirty energy from that room be absorbed into that salt bowl with intention. Mm -hmm. So those are a few ways that you could clean your space uh, and try to keep it as clean as possible for the next day when you come back in uh, to work with patients. Yeah. Do you use sanitizing spray to clean your hands or to even clean the bed for the next client? You can. Um, you can use, of course, uh, we know that in every hospital and every clinic, they're going to have uh, antiseptic hand wash there. Mm-hmm. Usually when you come out of a hospital room, you know it's there. Or before you go in, you wash yeah. your hands with that. So uh-huh. that's good. That's really good because the alcohol that is in those um, and sometimes even in the soap that's in those actually has a cleansing property to it. It breaks down dirty etheric energy or dirty energy. So that's good that in actuality that they are keeping their hands very clean. But you could yeah. also spray down your uh, massage tables or what we call your plinths that people lay on. Um, you know, the tables that are in the rooms, you could spray those down with just rubbing alcohol, uh, spray them down to break down again uh, the uh, dirty energy that accumulates on them. Mm-hmm. And then if you have carpets that are in the room, uh, a lot of your clinics uh, do have, still have carpet in them. You can take the spray of alcohol and also just spray over the carpet lightly, and that yes. will break down the energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really important. I have uh, not so good experience with that, not cleaning well. Anyway, so we'll have a short break and we'll be back with more techniques from Kim. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. What causes us to be sick? We're not talking about the actual illness or the scientific cause of illnesses. We're talking about your body and health. Listen for the healing whisper of Return to Peace. Each week, host Dr. Marianne Chase shows you how to listen to your heart to identify poor health, stress, and disease. You'll learn how to heal energetically and spiritually as well as physically. It's time to depend less on the drugs and more on the heart. The Healing Whisper airs live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, 
content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to Ellen at pranichealing.com. Now, back to Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life. Here again is Ellen Morano. Okay, now the last segment, Kim will share more techniques on how to help our health professionals. Like Kim, I would like to emphasize also the caregivers, right? I know some are staying in with a patient for weeks or days. So maybe this would be really beneficial to them to practice what you will teach them today. I, my heart goes out to these caregivers. Um, they are amazing people. I did home health early on in uh, my profession, and uh, the caregivers, whether it be the wife, husband, family member, or someone coming in, that truly is, uh, they are angels, let me tell you, uh, in that profession. But uh, taking care of yourself when you're taking care of others is just as important especially if you are a caregiver. We really recommend that, uh, and even for myself, taking what we call salt baths or salt showers. Mm -hmm. The salt has the ability to draw out and clean your aura. So in other words, detoxify um, what you might have accumulated during the day uh, with Mm -hmm. with the energy of caring for someone. So we recommend at night that um, you take a salt bath or a salt shower. Um, sit in that bathtub for about 20 to 25 minutes. One to two pounds of salt is good. Um, we're not talking about Himalayan salt or all this expensive salt or Epsom salt. We're talking just about regular table salt. Mm-hmm. Uh, pour it in your bath 
and soak in it for, like I said, about 20 to 25 minutes to cleanse and to draw out that dirty energy that might have accumulated around your body or even in the physical body. Mm -hmm. After that, get up and shower off and do your shampoo or whatever you do. Uh, If you don't have a tub available, uh, you can make a salt solution like in a a big bottle. Take some liquid uh, bathing soap, warm water, and salt. Kind of shake it together and mix it up. And then um, get yourself all nice and wet during the shower. Turn it off and then scrub down with this mixture. Just take a washcloth and use it and scrub the body really good. Let it sit, if you can, like a minute or two and then shower off. What you'll find, Ellen, is when you come out of that salt bath or salt Mm -hmm. shower, that's where you're going to feel like you're 20 pounds lighter. The the caregiver or the person is going to realize exactly how much uh, they have accumulated during the day energetically. Mm -hmm. So, um, And then also, as a caregiver... Uh, what I found beneficial was my diet, uh, looking for foods that had um, good energy or live energy in them, as mm-hmm. we call. Eat foods that have fresh fruits and vegetables, uh, things that are going to feed your body that live energy. So mm-hmm. try to keep yourself nourished well as a caregiver. Uh, cutting your cords again, making sure at night before you go to bed as a caregiver, Mm-hmm. Um, cut the cord with your, your person that you're, you know, taking care of if you can. Uh, sometimes that's difficult if you're a 24-7, but try to cut the cord as often as you can um, to help your body replenish. Yeah. Well. Kim, regarding the salt bath or salt shower, is it beneficial if they add an essential oil that they like? Yes. Um, as we're becoming much more informed about oils, uh, we realize that these oils also contain pranas, uh, colored energies as we call them. And these Mm -hmm. different types of colors have a different effect on our body. So if you put lavender oil, probably about 10 drops of lavender oil in your bath, it has the ability to calm you down emotionally, has bluish violet energy in it, so it makes your body more calm. Uh, and also detoxifies the emotions while you're in the water. Um, Mm -hmm. You could put uh, eucalyptus, uh, five drops of eucalyptus in there that has a a deep cleansing effect on the aura. Um, Tea tree oil also has a deep cleansing effect. Um, Mm -hmm. Don't combine all of the oils together, though. That's (laughs) too much. So just one or the other, but uh, these oils will have a detoxifying effect on your energy as well uh, mm-hmm. by using some essential oils. Wow. Can they do some short meditation to help them out? Yes. Anything that you do as far as what we call relaxing the mind and relaxing the breathing gives the brain and the body time to what we call reset. So um, there's a technique called pranic breathing. Uh, one of the things that I would do with my patients just to make them aware of how tight or tense their bodies are, and even in my classes to make people aware of this, is you put one hand on your chest, one hand on your abdomen, mm-hmm. uh, 
connect your tongue to your palate, and then close your eyes and breathe for maybe a minute. See where you're breathing from, Ellen. Are you breathing from the chest or the upper chest, or do you feel the abdomen moving in and out as you breathe? If you're a chest breather, as we call it, you're not getting the full oxygenation down into your lungs, which which basically gives nourishment to your whole body through the lungs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can actually just quiet the mind, do that technique, one hand on the chest, one hand on the abdomen, and be aware of trying to inhale and exhale uh, and opening up that abdomen, getting your breath down low. Um, I tell people, imagine you have a straw coming out of your belly button, and you uh-huh. inhale and you exhale through that straw. That's good. Yeah, this itself oh. is very, very helpful because a lot of people has been stressed and they do shallow breathing, right? So that's the chest, mm. not from the diaphragm. Exactly. The stress, uh, in uh, when we take on a lot of stress, it actually tightens down the diaphragm and the uh, lower uh, muscles. They tighten uh, the ribs and it causes the lungs not to be able to expand as well. So that's why you have people who uh, have um, breathing problems. They have a lot of anxiety, panic attacks, and uh, different types of um, problems with their breathing. Yeah. Mm, wow. And do they have to put their tongue on the palate? Like I read that putting the tongue on the palate could affect the hypothalamus. It can. Um, there is an acupuncture point that sits at the roof of your mouth, actually. Uh, When you connect that point, it creates what we call a full circuit of energy that runs through the body, but Mm -hmm. it also helps to energize the brain. So completing that full circuit of energy from the front to the back and also through a main channel that runs through your body energy channel, you can actually stimulate the brain. And when you stimulate the hypothalamus, it can cause relaxation uh, and cause um, what we call well-being make you feel better um, when you do that. Um, That's why if you notice when a baby is born, um, one of the things that you'll see them doing quite often, Ellen, is even while they're sleeping is sucking. Yes. So the reason they're they're sucking is they're connecting their tongue to that place on the roof of their mouth. Mm -hmm. And that creates more energy for the baby in the first few months uh, when they grow so rapidly. So it's actually, again... Uh, just one of those nature things that happens in order to feed the baby uh, more energy so it can grow properly is that tongue connected to the palate as well. And that's also why people who have sleep apnea are so drained. Uh, At night when the mouth comes open uh, Mm -hmm. and that tongue is not connected to the palate, they wake up the next morning feeling what? Exhausted because actually it causes the body's energy to drain. Wow, that tongue on the palate seems like even that itself is very helpful. It's actually priceless. So if you're feeling energy, you know, low energy out there, all your listeners, you know, try to sit with your tongue on your palate. Uh, Most of us, it rests there naturally, but you'll notice uh, sometimes when you get very tired, your mouth drops open. Uh-huh. Well, guess what? The moment that happens, you're going to feel even more tired. So, so the solution is tongue on the palate. 
there you go. <laughs> That's good. So what do you suggest to protect their families too from, you know, health professionals going home with all this stuff? What I suggest is that they cut the cord the moment they leave the hospital, the clinic, wherever it is. The moment you get to your car, cut the cord with the hospital, with everybody. Just think about a big old link to the building and everybody that was in it. Just imagine cutting the cord, release that, so that when you get home, you come home, you are coming home to your family, and you're not going to be bringing all of that with you. So cut that cord before you leave work, release all of that so that when you come home, you can have that really good time with your family. Um, also be aware of your breathing, you know, when you're in the car. Again, think about your tongue on your palate or you're sitting there at a red light. Just kind of quiet your mind for a moment. Take some nice, nice breaths in and out, in and out. Uh, as you do that, you get more oxygen, your body will start to cleanse and energize, and you're going to feel better when you get home with your family. If you have time before everybody gets home, get in that salt bath or get in that salt shower so that when you get out of it and you're with your family, you feel good, you feel energized. That's really a very simple tools or techniques that we can do you know, there should be no excuse. Or they call it, it's a no-brainer, supposedly. But anyway, Kim, we're so grateful for your time and sharing your experience and letting us know these simple techniques for health professionals. So do you want to share any classes do you have or maybe you tell them about your wellness center? Well, we do have classes that are coming up. Those are all listed on the main website, uh, pranichealing.com. We're so excited in the Midwest that we are spreading pranic healing into multiple uh, locations now. We have classes in Chicago, uh, Des Moines, Iowa, Evansville, Indiana, Nashville, Tennessee. I mean, we're really uh, offering these courses because people are getting excited about uh, knowing that energy can really do change their life. So um, all those classes are online. Um, and we also have what we call classes that help you protect yourself, like psychic self-defense, uh, learning to use other types of tools with uh, healing, such as crystals. Uh, there's many avenues of, of exploring healing. Um, our wellness center, Still Point, is actually owned by Jan Rule. But uh, we have an osteopath, we have a chiropractor, uh, we have eight massage therapists on staff, so we have yoga. It's really a complete um, center that offers you the opportunity to use um, all these uh, wonderful tools uh, to be able to help your body heal. It's wow, that's Belleville, great. Illinois. Yeah, yeah, so... And everyone does pranic healing, even our osteopath. Uh, we're still working on our chiropractor. We'll get him there. But uh, <laughs> our osteopath is actually an instructor and uh, teaches pranic healing as well. Wonderful, wonderful. So to all, the, to all the listeners who are maybe in Chicago, Illinois, or in the areas that Kim mentioned, or wherever you are, go to pranichealing.com, experience it, as the teacher said, 
you just have to experience it and then you decide for yourself. So thank you, Kim. Thank you for your time. Thank you for the valuable information you have shared to all our health professionals, especially giving emphasis to caregivers who are working almost 24-7. Thank you, Kim, and namaste to everyone. See you again next week. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life. Please join your host, Ella Morano, and her panel of guest experts again next Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a positive week.